again and welcome to the eighth episode of The Living Enterprise, the peer-led podcast series brought to you by CIO.com in partnership with Adobe and Microsoft. In this episode, we're going to bring together in one bite-sized chunk the key pointers we've picked up from our stellar cast of technology leaders on how CIOs can lead the way in transforming today's businesses into living enterprises visionary, future-thinking organizations that embrace change to improve both employee and customer experiences. Now, one thing that's been striking across the series is the level of agreement between all the CIOs that we've spoken to on the fundamentals of what makes a great IT leader. Here's Jay Farrow, the CIO of Quickrete, the largest manufacturer of packaged concrete in North America. I think the best CIOs in the world are business leaders first and technologists second, right? CIOs and IT don't exist in a vacuum. They exist to drive a company's mission forward, to serve their customers, et cetera. So I really feel strongly that the best CIOs in the world are business leaders first. So the more exposure that a CIO can have in her or his journey to other aspects of how an organization works is absolutely critical. So I've had experience in operations as a CFO, as a chief customer officer, and a number of other disciplines that really has helped me, I guess, round out my journey as a senior executive. And it's given me perspective on what's truly important to organizations in my role as CIO. And Andrew Wilson, CDO at Microsoft and former CIO at Accenture, is on the same wavelength. The role of the CIO has been transformed from back-office IT order taker to digital business leader. Technology is mission critical. Entire services and customer experiences are delivered through technology. The cloud has arrived. Intelligence has arrived. And so now the CIO is speaking to the main board. Now the CIO is hopefully tasked with a digital transformation agenda, which is directly relevant to business outcomes and is directly relevant to the strategy and success of the company. Technology leaders like Andrew have moved into the boardroom as key players with the power to influence every aspect of a living enterprise. The measures of success of the role now are all about business outcome. And they're not just about what is done, they're about how quickly it's done and with how much business relevance and with how much speed and with how much success at scale, delivering change across different markets, across different industries, at the speed of modern business. And all of those are very different in style, behaviours, talent and skill to the old style CIO. And one of those core skills is the ability to communicate, to evangelise how technology can transform a business from top to bottom. David McGrath is the CDO of the Club's Australia Network, who represent over 2,500 entertainment and gaming venues in Australia and New Zealand. He started his working life as a journalist and says he still uses similar storytelling skills today. 
as you know, we talk about the role of a CDO, you know, a lot of that for me is the storytelling ability. And I think that's been really beneficial for me to have a way to be able to articulate the complex quite quickly and being able to talk to a board or to a CEO or an executive that aren't digital natives. They understand the benefits that, you know, transformation will bring to their organisations, but they really need someone to be able to help navigate through that and, and make the complex simple. So it's a world that started in storytelling and right now it's still storytelling, but rather than telling other people's stories, which for me was, you know, 25 years ago, I'm, I'm now telling a technical story and telling it more to the operational structures and, and those making board and CEO decisions within an organisation. Bernd Prushoff is another successful IT leader who stresses the importance of communication skills. He's Chief Digital Officer at UVEX, who make protective equipment for people at work and extreme sports enthusiasts. I don't see a point, honestly, in IT people blaming their business companions of not being able to understand tech. Because I say, well, that is your task. You need to translate it. You need to be able to communicate in an understandable way that also enables your CEO to make a decision. He doesn't care about a 500 uh, laptop PC rollout and the new iOS on it and everything. But he cares about his working force being efficient and being fast-paced in doing their business. And I think these can be examples where we can change the way we tell our story and we can change the narrative of IT. It's not just something that fulfills a demand that somebody else has filed. It's about using potentials and exploring potentials that has not been in someone else's mind before. Taking the whole company on a digital journey, yes, absolutely key. Yes, you have to communicate in the C-suite, but it doesn't stop there. That's Cynthia Stoddard, CIO and Senior VP at Adobe. For her, a key aspect of the CIO's role is the ability to form and nurture partnerships across the company. Because what you also need to do is you need to have partnerships throughout the organization. You need to build partnerships deep into sales, deep into customer support, professional services, finance. And, you know, change management is key to this. It's communicating the vision, communicating what is changing, communicating the value, and then what's in it for the particular individual and their discipline, and working with them, and working with them very closely. Very, very important to get you know advocates in each area to work with you to spread the message of digitization and you know how do we get that customer journey front and center? And to do that, as Jay Farrow from QuickRete told us in episode two, the forward-thinking CIO has to keep in mind a very straightforward mantra. I've said this my entire career: people, process, technology in that order. I think we all tackle all three, but sometimes we lose sight of the fact that it always starts with people. And what that means is your own people within your IT organization, your peers in the organization, and your customers ultimately, and they're the reason you exist. So you've got to start with people, attracting and retaining top talent, providing outstanding customer experience, always starts with people. Without them, you're dead in the water. Process and technology are very, very important, clearly, but having world-class processes is far more important to me than having world-class technology. I think 
Many times CIOs get caught with the bits and the bytes of technology, the feeds, the speeds, the boxes and wires, and they don't appreciate how important people and process are. And this is a key part of the concept of a living enterprise. CIOs must work to update and improve the employee experience and adapt to new ways of working in an uncertain world. Jason Oliver is Director of IT Services at Sussex University in the south of England. The IT strategy that we've now got is not a strategy for IT. It's a strategy for business. It's a strategy for the evolution of the organisation. And it's not owned by IT. It's to be delivered by the IT department. But actually, it's owned by our executive. It's owned by all of our different communities because it's their strategy. It's the strategy that they told us that they wanted. The culture of the ITS team at Sussex is in a constant state of evolution. I don't think it will ever be finished, uh, but we're always looking to improve it. And it isn't just about you know sending people on training courses. It's about the sharing of knowledge. It's about the building of relationships. It's about that team ethos and building in an understanding that we have a common cause and we're all pulling together to try to achieve something really really special and you you don't do that through implementing new technology you do that by building outstanding teams and outstanding people but however hard the cio tries to get everyone on board with their vision of digital transformation Some business leaders are difficult to convince about a core element of a living enterprise, the need for the free flow of data. When that happens, Jay Farrow from QuickCrete says the CIO has to take a deep breath, roll up their sleeves and prepare for battle. I think that you can fight these battles directly. You can fight them through propaganda warfare or you can fight them through guerrilla warfare, but you can always win them over time. We have a saying in sports, and I'm sure that you have it, winning cures all ills. It's really tough to argue against someone, a leader, who is winning. And winning in IT means you're delivering. On time, under budget, you're proactive, you're communicating, you're transparent, you own your failures, you're continually improving. It's really, really hard to fight that. I remember one, a very, very large organization that I worked for at at AIG, uh, we were talking about data warehousing and business intelligence. And this was a a little bit earlier in the evolution of that technology. And this gentleman, the CEO of one of the business units, he, you would have thought I was asking for his firstborn son when I said I wanted to take over his data team. He was going to fight a tooth and nail. So I went to some of his people and I said, what are some of the key reports and analytics that you guys look at on a daily basis? How do you run your organization? And they said, oh God, we look at these PDF reports there. It's like driving a car in reverse a week late. They're useless reports. People don't look at them. And I said, well, what if you could get that data in real time or near real time? Oh my God, it would totally transform the way we're looking at, you know, loss experience or whatever. I said, well, we're collecting all that data. Why aren't we using it that way? Well, legacy system, this, that. So we built a proof of concept based on one report in a data visualization tool, brought it back to the CEO and showed him his report in near real time. He said, how did you get this? I said, we've always had this. Well, could you do this with all of reports? Yes, we can do it with all your reports, but let's have a broader discussion about how we look at data and all of these other things. He went from absolute impediment 
to being our biggest champion in the division that I work for. I handle it a lot of different ways. And there are some cases where you'll never win them over, but the best thing you can do is win over their peers and their teams and their people, be professional, and then uh, go have a good stiff drink after work if you need one. The modern CIO needs to form and nurture relationships across an organisation. HR and finance have always been important allies, but there's now another key partnership in a living enterprise. Historically, CIOs and CMOs have had very few interactions. In fact, they often had seemingly conflicting agendas. But the growing importance of digital marketing tools and apps has completely changed the relationship. Some often ask, you know, is the CIO and the CMO at odds? They're not. Microsoft's CDO, Andrew Wilson, says the growing importance of data and emerging technology means it's now vital that the two work hand in hand. There's a huge opportunity for collaboration. I often think of the CIO role as chief experience officer, powering experiences both internally for employees, but also the customer experience of the overall organisation. How do you access and draw on the services of the enterprise? Um, How digital is the enterprise? How easy is the enterprise to find and do business with? And the enterprise's persona in the world is going to be powered, in many cases, by digital capabilities across marketing and across communication efforts. So being a practitioner in modern marketing capabilities, being able to help the CMO change and drive the brand of the enterprise to be a modern, digitally powered, digitally relevant enterprise is a hugely important part of the digital transformation strategy. So the relationship with CMO, to me, is critical. Customer experience is now the bedrock of successful, dynamic, modern business. Research by American Express found that 86% of consumers were willing to pay more for better customer experience, while the Temkin Group revealed that companies which earn a billion dollars a year can expect to earn, on average, an additional $700 million within three years of investing in customer experience. People today want more than just products and services. Cynthia Stoddard from Adobe again. They want total experiences. And that's why so many organizations, regardless of whatever industry that you're in, are reorganizing and really strategizing around the customer experience mandate and how that looks and how they can make it better and how they can build those relationships with the customers. This means really building a new muscle. It's focusing on one-to-one relationships and then having that deep personalization to build really great customer loyalty. People now expect contextual and intuitive interactions across all points of contact. And Beatrice Capelli, Chief Digital and Information Officer for British American Tobacco, says that means the CIO needs to take the lead in the drive towards world-class customer experience. The CIO role has become, I would say, pivotal, fundamental to make it happen. I think the new way for us to connect with the consumers basically now through technology. So if the CIO is not lined up with this thinking and not someone that can actually understand how to do it, you're never going to get there. The big enabler behind it, it is technology. So if you don't have all that lined up, you're not going to be successful. Manish Patel, the CIO of MG Motors India, is more involved in customer experience than most CIOs. When the firm was first setting about breaking into the India car market, 
They didn't have a sales or marketing department. It was up to Manish to develop the customer experience strategy from scratch. While we were actually setting up the company, the questions that came across uh, to the leaders within the company was, what would make our product sell? So we said we need to have some pillars. Four core pillars uh, from an MG India perspective that we put in place were innovation, experience, customer experience, and uh, diversity, followed by community service. The two core pillars, however, were innovation uh, and customer experience. I had to take my CIO hat off and wear a customer's hat, obviously. And then I pictured myself as buying a vehicle. Given the fact that I've spent most of my time in India, I obviously knew where other OEMs lacked. So what is not given to a customer right now? So a hassle-free buying experience. That's what was put into place. And for Manish, hassle-free meant digital first. The car his company was launching, the MG Hector, is high-tech, describing itself as India's first connected internet car with inbuilt M2M and OTA capabilities. The customer experience is similarly innovative, being based around Experience Cloud. Right from the time I have hit the Experience Cloud, to me taking a test drive, there is no touch and feel from a dealership perspective. The only touch comes in when the vehicle actually comes to my office or my home and I'm ready to take a test drive. Post that, again, from app perspective, uh, we take a feedback from the customer and that's where the analytics come into play so that we come to know the behavior of the customer. More and more CIOs, like Manish, are turning to the cloud as a driver of innovation and growth. According to the 2020 IDG Cloud Computing Survey, 92% of organisations have at least part of their IT environment in the cloud. Steve Allison is a techno-evangelist, as well as being head of product marketing for audience and data technologies at Adobe in EMEA. The cloud services offer two advantages. Now, one is that abstraction of the ability to use data and recombine data without having to do seriously intense integration work makes cloud attractive to CIOs. But I also think that the cloud encourages data to flow around a system. And part of that is because you know, most of the cloud services today use a lot of open source technologies, you know, things like uh, Kafka for infrastructure or Spark if you're building algorithms and, and machine learning environments and that kind of stuff. These are open source technologies. So that gives a lot of freedom to mix and match different vendors, software to mix and match different things having that data flow through the system much easier than was previously possible. And increasingly, CIOs are recognising the advantages of a hybrid cloud model, one which enables a living enterprise to enjoy the benefits of public cloud alongside on-premise and private cloud where more immediate control is needed. It also gives them scope to harness new compute, storage, analytics and AI capabilities without huge investments in hardware and software. Adam Leach is CIO at Nominet, the official registry for UK domain names. 
we have a leadership team at a strategic level are having these discussions about certain capability. And I think it does come down to deciding what you know what you want to be when you grow up and where you want to focus. And I think in those areas, it's really important to build. And if you want to kind of build differentiation into your company and you have the capabilities, then I think build is where you want to be focused on. But I think buy is is definitely where you want to be if you don't see you know that capability is important but not a strategic differentiator for you you know the other thing that comes into that is kind of the speed that you want to operate you know you can definitely want to to build but then you've got to be conscious of how quickly your customers want to move and whether then it makes sense for you to make the investment in the build as soon as you have shorter time frames and greater demands for areas that you don't wish to focus on that's certainly where we would look to buy Historically, one of the barriers to mass migration to the cloud was fear about security. Nowadays, security is seen as one of the cloud's USPs, an important driver in a digital world where a series of high-profile data breaches and new regulations have shifted discussions about cybersecurity out of the back room and into the boardroom. David McGrath, CDO of Clubs Australia again. The key thing when talking to any board member is to ascertain their level of risk. And the one thing that I learned quite early on is that when you start to talk about risk, there's not too many board members that don't listen. And, you know, you don't want to be the board member that has a data breach in your organisation and have to be the one that writes the letter to all of your membership database to basically say, guys, I'm really sorry, we, we did everything we possibly could, but there's been a breach. We're not quite sure where your data's gone to, uh, but it's been taken and we've done everything we possibly can to make sure it doesn't happen again, but trust us going forward. It's a pretty tough conversation to have. So, you know, a lot of the conversations that we have with directors and and with our own organisation is how do we manage the risk around cyber and, and making sure that we're on the front foot, that you do everything you possibly can to make sure that you're not at the other end of something sinister. And for that reason, Stefan Latuski, CIO at Siemens Mobility, says good cybersecurity isn't just about avoiding embarrassing and costly breaches. It's also about the possibility of using cybersecurity as a advantage when it comes to selling products to the customer. Because, you know, nowadays... A train, obviously, is not only a little bit of metal, it's a lot of software in those trains, right? And if you can convince your customer that, you know, all the software is has been developed in a secure environment, but also, you know, the, the environment which is, you know, in the train and outside the train and, and, and so on and so forth is also secure that, you know, no one is able to, to hack your products and, you know, uh, doing certain sort of attacks that's obviously also a big advantage then uh, which can be used in terms of convincing the customer buying your products. Hence, cybersecurity is not only getting more and more important in terms of securing the internal landscape, it's also becoming more and more a business model. Data security and getting the balance right between safety and innovation is going to remain one of the key challenges facing CIOs going forward. But what else do our digital leaders see coming over the horizon? For Cynthia Stoddard at Adobe, AI's potential is enormous. I think that AI is still in the early days, but I think it can have a super impact on you know, how we do and how we think about you know, interacting through the customer journey. 
And data is still a challenge. Data is still all over the place. You know, we have a lot of experience, you know, cleaning, integrating, but I think that, you know, it's still very early days for how we can leverage it to help build business capabilities and drive better experiences for our customers. AI and ML, deep learning, you know, from the work that we've been doing internally, we've had some great results in automating business processes and taking out the human touch. Also, we've been experimenting with natural language processing and self-healing. And, you know, again, I think once we unleash the technology to these talented people that I have on my staff, they just think of some amazing ways to use it in real life business problems. David McGraw from Clubs Australia predicts that a couple of other evolving technologies are bound to have an impact. Cryptocurrency, I think, will evolve. It'll be interesting to see how multiple coins, how many of them are left, you know, when we get to an assemblance of standardisation or some normalisation of it all. But, you know, the, the concept of blockchains incredibly sound. I think we're going to see more and more impact around that and, you know, some pressure put on banks and the banking system. I think one of the things I'm certainly looking at, and this is not necessarily relevant to the role right now, but I'd like to think from a futuristic point of view is the processing power of chips. And there's some really interesting advancements with the use of graphene rather than silicon that allows you to use up to 10,000 times, they're reporting in in laboratory demonstrations, 10,000 times uh, faster connectivity amongst the chip in its processing power without any heat. And that starts to get really fascinating where we're wanting our computers to do more and more and we're wanting them to do faster and faster. So that'll be really fascinating to look at going forward as well. Technology has a huge role to play in the future of any organisation. But as we keep saying, people are a living enterprise's key asset. And there's one employment issue many of the CIOs we spoke to are keen to highlight. Diversity. Here's Jay Farrow from QuickCrete again. A commitment to diversity and inclusion has got to infuse everything you're doing as a leader. It's not a memo. It's not an educational course that you take, although those things can be part of it. It's something that has got to permeate everything you do as a leader. And you've got to take action. It's got to be intentional. And there's got to be direct material results of that. You can't just say, I'm committed to it, but yet I don't have a diverse team. I'm committed to inclusion, or, and I support you doing it. But for me, you know, not so much. It's got to infuse everything you do. Now, I would also say that diverse teams are the best teams. We know this. There's been studies all over the place that diverse teams are actually more effective. So whether or not you care about it, and you should, you should care about it. But if you're just a heartless human being that doesn't care about it, you should want to do it anyway. Your team is going to be better. So we're now approaching the end of this eight-part series on the living enterprise and the place of the CIO at the heart of dynamic, forward-looking organisations nimble enough to embrace change across people, process and technology. We've travelled the globe and heard from world-class technology leaders on what makes the living enterprise such a compelling proposition for all businesses and the key part that IT leadership has in helping organisations make that leap. We've touched on everything from core skills, changing KPIs, collaborations in the boardroom and beyond, to cybersecurity and the challenges facing CIOs in the future. 
the role of the CIO has undoubtedly changed beyond all recognition. Many are already firmly established as integral players in the C-suite. But David McGrath, CDO of Clubs Australia, says it's now time for IT leaders to take it one step further, into the CEO's chair. It used to be that you have to have an accountant, you want to have a lawyer, you want to have someone from a background that, that might be operational in the particular sector. More and more you're looking and you're saying, actually, I need a technology person that can sit in here, either at the CEO level or either into the board, and, and really you know, start to create that sense of diversity right across that operation. And for me, I think the communication part has never been more valuable, especially for people in our industry. We really should be aspiring to lead the companies of the future. And I'm sure and I certainly hope there's going to be a few of us out there that really want to be leading companies going forward and, and bringing a technical know-how and a story storytelling ability you know, and a sound credibility with everything we do and, and really bring it into the companies of the future. David McGrath, CDO of Clubs Australia, bringing this series of the Living Enterprise podcast to a rousingly aspirational end. But the journey needn't stop here. To dig deeper into the philosophy behind the Living Enterprise and the CIO's role in it, Search The Living Enterprise to check out our dedicated website for insights, advice and resources to help CIOs build one.